Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with another Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. I have an amazing guest on this morning and a good friend of mine, TJ Buxton. How you doing, Todd? Good. How you doing? <laughs> good. <laughs> Thanks for getting here bright and early. You bet. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, TJ, uh, I've known him for a long time and his family. Uh, very an amazing person, and you'll get to know him here shortly. Uh, one of the reasons why I had you on here is just the way you live your life. Um, you live it with such a an amazing attitude. You have a powerful belief system about yourself and the way you raise your family and the way you treat your wife. And uh, I just want my listeners to get to know you better. We've got a really good following now, and uh, I'm excited for them to get to know you better. Well, thanks, Todd. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you uh, give a little background, like where, where you grew up a little bit about your family. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I, uh, I grew up here pretty much locally here. I attended uh, Highland High School. Highland. Gradu oh, graduate really? of, I'm a Ram. Highland Ram. Oh, I knew that. I think you, I knew that. Yeah, graduate of uh, <laughs> 89 and uh, served a uh, mission for uh, my church uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Uh, from 19 to 21 and then came home and uh, attended the University of Utah, graduated there with a degree in communication. And uh, that's actually where I met my wife is at the oh, really? University of Utah. I always wondered that. I didn't know how yeah. you guys had met. Yeah, kind of met through a, a good friend. Uh huh. And um, yeah, then have you know lived here in uh, basically Salt Lake and and Sandy for pretty much my whole life. I was I was born in uh, Newport News, Virginia. Really? If okay. you can believe it, uh, on uh, Buxton Avenue in Buxton Hospital. You're kidding? No. Really? No. So my dad was in the Air Force <laughs> and in the military. That's and awesome. uh, so, yeah, Newport News, Virginia is where I was born. I was born on my mom's birthday, which was kind of unique, on Mother's Day. So all that kind of... Wow, that's yeah, interesting. Kind of crazy when I tell people, Buxton, I was born on Buxton Hospital on Buxton Street. They're like, no, what? What are you talking about? So anyway, it was named after a, uh, a uh, doctor um, there, Dr. Buxton, who had passed away. But anyway... So that's wow, kinda, what are the odds of that? I know. That is like rare. Pretty rare. Wow, very cool. <laughs> well, you know, um, you've you've lived a pretty cool life and you've done a lot of things growing up. And let's talk about a few of those things. And we were talking about a few of those things off the air. But you're a, you used to be a really, you know, intense dancer, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, intense dancer. You know, it's interesting. My, uh, <laughs> my sixth grade year, I uh, tried out for the school play and my, and my teacher was a talent scout, uh, along with being a sixth grade teacher. And so, um, she actually said, Hey, you need to try out for this, uh, for this uh, role or, or what have you. There's a TV show that's coming to town and they're filming it at Osmond studios. What uh -huh. used to be Osmond studios. Right, uh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they're in Provo. <laughs> and so I tried out and, um, made this show it was called kids incorporated. <laughs> and uh, so uh, after my sixth grade year, spent the summer filming that, and it actually got picked up by Disney. And, uh, you know, it, it did really well. It was, really? it was on the Disney uh, channel for a few years. Um, most of the cast, the original cast, was from California. And so they moved the show after the pilot was filmed. They moved the show to California. And I remember... Uh, being asked if I wanted to move to California at the age of 12. Wow, really? And going in and talking to my parents and saying, well, what do you think? And they basically said, hey, if this is something you want to do, uh, we'll figure out a way to, we have some relatives that live there, and we'll figure out a way to have you live there. And at the age of 12 and being involved with 
sports and different yeah. things with my friends, I decided, you know what, I don't think I want to leave my family to go uh, right. and do this. But uh, so it all it all worked out. But 12 years old, that would be a tough decision at that age. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I wanted to stay here and play. Yeah, exactly. Hang out. Exactly. So did you do it for how long did you end up doing it? So for? just for that summer, we filmed a couple of okay. shows, the pilot show and a, a few other shows. And then, like I said, when it got picked up by Disney, they moved it to okay. to California. Okay. But um, anyway, and then I did a few things here locally. Uh, obviously, once you get your Screen Actors Guild card and, and stuff, and you're <laughs> kind of on the on the list, you get picked up for a few things. So I did a few things. But my, my passion, my love was um, was sports, really. Okay. I played a lot of uh, tennis and basketball growing up, and, and uh, right. that's really what I what I loved doing. So. Anyway, gotcha. the, well, so there was a there was a couple famous people that you used to who are now famous, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Can we talk about that? You bet, you <laughs> bet. So yeah, like I said, a few of the uh, cele- or a few of the people who were um, on the cast were from California. One was a, a girl named Martika, who actually had a, a number one song years and years ago. So she kind of continued okay. her career in, in the singing field. And then the other one was uh, Stacy Ferguson or Fergie. Right, is, those know Fergie. Yeah, yep. people know Fergie, so she was on that that show as well. So yeah, there were a few, and then later on down the road, there were several other uh, kids who um, that kind of changed from Kids Incorporated to kind of Disney yeah. type stuff. But Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and stuff were all kind of yeah, just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, that's cool that you're a part of that. Yeah, it is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, kind of fun. So you uh, so you played tennis and basketball. Um, which one? Uh, kind of stood out you know I, think I know but yeah you know I just I loved basketball right um tennis was a my dad started the uh, sports mall and uh so tennis facility and so I was around tennis all the time so I played now, how old were you when your dad did that I was five years old five yeah mm-hmm. so that's in Murray for those of you that and it's still there correct it's an amazing facility and it's funny and I think I've told you this that was kind of like I grew up there like my my mom would drop my my brother and I off there at the sports mall and leave us there the entire day. Oh my god! It was like it would babysit us. Yeah, and I would play basketball and racquetball and swim and drink, you know, country time <laughs> lemonades and yeah. things like that, and watch people play tennis and all that stuff. So yeah, my dad built that in 1975, and at the time it was one of the only yeah. uh, places in the country that was that was like that. That you know, an off sports facility that had so many things tennis basketball racquetball you know yeah. weights various things like that it was interesting I told you my dad was in the service and um, after he uh, served his four years he was offered a job as a commercial pilot and he'd always had a dream to build this athletic facility really? and so he turned down that that employment and decided to come to Utah my mom was a school teacher and she was the one that was uh, brought in the income uh-huh. And uh, he figured out a way to, to build this, at the time, a $4 million facility. I believe that facility today would probably be $25 million. Easily, yeah. You know, with the land and everything. For but, sure. Um, anyway, built that facility, kind of had a dream and was told along the way, hey, I can't believe you're doing this. There's no way. He remembers going to a University of Utah basketball game and, and someone in front of him was talking about this athletic facility and who in their right mind would would build <laughs> really? something like this. There's no way something like this is uh-huh. going to work and and uh, just kind of helped motivate him and and building like, a successful. It's almost like, you know what? I'm going to be the one to do this. You yeah. watch. I'm going to make this work. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's still going strong yeah, today. Going I mean, strong. it's an amazing place. Yeah, it is. That is cool. That probably had to been pretty cool as a kid. Like, hey, this is my dad's place. You know you what? Know? It, it was. Yeah. It was. I'm gonna. <laughs> it wasn't too shabby to, you know, have him there as your as mm-hmm. uh, get dropped off by my mom for lessons and, and various things, and then I'd normally drive home with my dad after he'd, yeah. put in a full day's work. So. Well, um, there's so many that your dad's an amazing guy. Those who know your dad would agree. He's such an amazing guy. You just love talking to him. He's like a little kid almost (laughs) like meaning he's just so animated and he loves talking and he just feels so good around him. And the reason I bring that up is that's kind of how your family is. Like people who know the Buxton's just know that they're like, they always say they're the nicest people. Mm -hmm. They're just so they treat you with respect. And that kind of thing. Where did that come from? And, and were you raised to, to in a certain way? Can you talk a little bit about that and sure. how that kind of played a role in who you are today? You bet. You know, I, I do feel very, very fortunate to have uh, two parents that are uh, very unique individuals, unlike mm-hmm. any people that I've met. I've never met uh, someone who likes to have more fun than my dad. <laughs> right. uh, honestly, when I think of him, I think of F-U-N. I mean, the guy's right. just always having a good time. He loves uh, getting to know people. He's he's kind to so many people. Um, I could tell you experience after experience, just my dad loves people. Right. And he's, he taught me at a young age to just look at the best in everyone. And so yeah. I've always tried to do that. You know, everyone, no matter who they are, they have uh, they have good in them. And just search for that good and f- find those those positive things about that individual. So, um, anyway, he's a he's a great guy. And then my mom, uh, who was a school teacher for forty two years, oh, a kindergarten okay. teacher. Really? Okay. She's probably the kindest, nicest person yeah. uh, I've ever been around. She just uh, I've never heard her say anything negative uh-huh. about anyone. <clears throat> And, uh, and, you know, and I know you're not exaggerating, <laughs> you know, people might go, oh, okay, I, we hear this a lot. No, it's, I really, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it really is amazing. And she, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times, unless you get to really know her, you're almost like, now is this fake? Is, is some, can someone be this happy and this nice? <laughs> right. And when, when I was a kid, um, my mom, I, I can totally remember my mom driving in a car and, and waving to people outside who were walking. And I noticed a few times, like the people wouldn't respond back to her. And I'm like, mom, who, who was that? Who, who did you just wave to? She goes, well, I don't, I don't know. And I said, well, then why would you be waving to them? Why would she <laughs> right. be waving to them? She goes, I, I don't know. I just like waving to people. And I, and I, that stuck with me really? because, uh, just a smile or a wave to somebody, even someone you don't know. I mean, it almost catches them off guard. Like, Hey, who's this, who's this person waving at me or smiling at me? But it just, um, I saw how happy it made her. And so I kind of gravitated to that thinking, you know, it doesn't take much to uh, make someone feel good. But in, right. in all actuality, it's making you feel good yeah. when you good. smile and, and wave to someone. So anyway, I, I've grown up with who I believe are two just amazing right. uh, individuals who treated, you know, I, I grew up in a household. Um, and again, this is very unique. Never heard my parents yell, never heard my parents scream, mm-hmm. and uh, showed love towards one another. And I think it mainly came from my mom. I mean, my right. mom, uh, when my dad came home every day, 
uh, every night. And as children, we got to see her just light up when he came home right. and didn't complain to him about her days or her frustrations or challenges, but just, hey, great to, hey, honey, and yeah. you know, give a big hug and kiss. And as children, we saw that. And so, you know, that's what I've tried to do in my house with my girls is that, you know, every day I come home, just make it a positive deal, even though right. some of my days aren't as good as others. Right. Sure. Uh, just make that a, a positive deal. We have a choice, obviously, yeah. to, to uh, especially when we come home and around our children exactly. to be a positive influence. And, and yeah. Uh, so were, were there expectations when you were growing up? Like you, you need to act a certain way? Were they... Do your parents discipline you in a way like, hey, this is what we expect of you? Yeah, or, in, a, in a sense. Or is you know, it more by, hey, f- example? I will say this. You know, I didn't, uh, I think with because of the respect and love that I had for my parents and the respect and love that they showed me, I felt like I never wanted to really let them down. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I did not have many rules growing up. I didn't have, my parents uh, didn't necessarily give me a curfew. Uh, it was, really? it was kind of an, kind of a respect type deal. I knew what they expected and, and I didn't want to disappoint and I knew there would be consequences right. if I, if I kind of went off the, the <laughs> deep end or something, right. or if, you uh-huh. know, I came home super late or something like that. So I tried to, the fact that they weren't so, um, what they didn't lay down these hard rules with me kind of made me feel like, okay, I can kind of take care of myself, but I understand that I better do what's right because if I don't, then, then maybe they won't give me the, this, the respect or privileges that I'm getting. So, um, they did that just again, not that many rules and, uh, just showed me a lot of respect as a, as a young child and, and, uh, trying to become an adult and, um, I just feel like they did a nice job of, of raising myself and my brother and my sister who, you know, beyond, I'll be honest, you know, didn't have too many issues or problems, um, growing right. up. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, again, like people who know you, you, you know, you come across as a very solid guy and, and, and that's kind of how your family is. And, and I know listeners, if you don't know TJ, you might be thinking, oh, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> it really is, it's, it's genuine, it's real. And, uh, and I really do admire and respect that. Um, so you mentioned, you know, off the air when we were talking that there were some, some interesting experiences growing up. Would you mind sharing a couple of those sure. with us? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, we're very much involved, my dad especially, uh, with the University of Utah. And so... Right. Um, Growing up, we would uh, we had an opportunity to follow what they called a fostering program, and and various uh, athletes that played uh, sports for the University of Utah. If they came from various backgrounds um, and were coming from different places, they're obviously their families aren't here, so they'd link them up with a fam- family here locally to kind of help that uh, that person out right now okay. in these day and ages you couldn't do any of that t- type of stuff it's all against probably NCA regulations right but <laughs> back in the day you used to be yeah. able to have these individuals live with you in your house and, and okay. you could pr- help provide jobs for them and, and help them out so uh, growing up I was surrounded I've got who I call my foster brothers who uh, played either football or basketball from the University of Utah okay. and um, again would live with us in the summers and we'd help them out and they come over on the weekends and, and uh, 
So just a, I'm the oldest of three children, but I always felt like I had a, an, an older sibling right. because these individuals would become part of our family. And so, okay. um, anyway, Del Rogers, uh, Del Popcorn Rogers, who is yeah. the first <laughs> running back from the University of Utah to, to rush for over a thousand yards. Um, he was one of my foster brothers and another Kelvin Upshaw oh, who yeah. uh, played professionally, um, uh, NBA basketball. And uh, so anyway, when I was 14 and 16, Kelvin was from the inner city of Chicago. And uh, two summers, I actually went back with him and, and hung out with him during the summertime, which was an unbelievable, oh, wow, unique experience. Sure. Uh, you know, hanging out with, with him. I was the only... Uh, let's say Caucasian or, or white person that I saw for, <laughs> right. for several weeks, but yeah. um, had the opportunity to, to go in a high school gym and, and uh, watch Michael Jordan uh, practice and, and play and stuff because uh, of the connections that Kelvin had there and just really? uh, some awesome. amazing, amazing experiences. And actually, when I was 18, uh, Kelvin was playing with the Boston Celtics. And so uh, he invited me to go back for three weeks and hang out in Boston where I almost felt like I was one of the players really? because I was there what in the locker mean. room and, yeah. and there for all the games. And, and during the games, I was sitting with all the uh, NBA players' wives there in the <laughs> suite seats. And, and, uh, but awesome. I, had, I had read a book on Larry Bird hmm. before I went back to Boston. And this book that I read talked about his work ethic and how he... Um, how he was the first one to to be there at the gym every day and the last right. one to leave and and kind of his story and it was interesting when i went back uh to spend time there in boston uh the first game uh that we that kelvin took me to we got to the to the arena boston garden we got to the arena at 3 30 in the afternoon so that kelvin could go and stretch right. and get taped and stuff and so as we drove up there was hardly anyone in the arena and Kelvin said well, why don't you go in and just sit there and wait for me while I get taped up and everything so I walked in Boston Garden and literally was the only one there except for two other people really and one was a ball boy <laughs> and two was Larry Bird and so I I walked in and I sat down looking at the rafters and all this you know history of sure the Boston yeah. Celtics and just reading this book about how Larry was the first one there and what he did. And I sat there and watched for about a half an hour Larry Bird shoot uh, with this ball boy retrieving right, his balls. Feeding them, yeah. And, that, and, and it was exactly what the book said. I mean, he was there, you know, three and a half hours before the game. And I can remember him going around shooting three-pointers and basically making everything he shot. Yeah. And then switching and shooting left-handed at three-pointers. And really? making 11 out of 12 three-pointers <laughs> going back the other way, no shooting way. it left-handed. Wow. And I just thought, you know, there's, there's excellence right there. And there's a reason why Larry Bird is who he is. It's not because he's Larry Bird. It's because, you know, he, he's doing everything the right way. He's getting there three and a half hours yep. before he's, he's working harder. Work. He's putting yeah. in the work. Yeah. And so it was another good lesson that I learned of, uh, you know, those who put forth the work, uh, you know, although things don't go well all the time, right? there's a good chance after time, you know, things, things will work out the way they're supposed to work out. So, yeah, I've heard something similar and you probably know this better than I do, but a story about Larry Bird when, and I think they had lost, they had just lost to the Lakers in the finals 
and I don't think he won MVP that year. And I think he was so upset that he said, basically, I'm going to work even harder than I've ever worked. Mm -hmm. And then I think he went on to win the championship again. And I think he, he got the MVP three years in a row. Yeah. And I think, you know. I think you're right. He did win it three years in a row. Yeah. And I think it was because he, I mean, he was already working hard, but he was like, okay, I'm going to even work harder. Like he upped, upped his effort anyway. Yeah. But you're right. There's excellence right there. Uh-huh. Wow, what a neat experience. Yeah. You got to sit in the Boston Garden with the ball boy and yeah. Larry. I mean, who gets that opportunity? Yeah, it, it was amazing. <laughs> and and like I said, I just read this book right. a month before. And I'm thinking, I'm living this book. I mean, yeah. they're saying exactly what Larry's doing. And I, I'm getting to uh, to see this firsthand. So it was a unique experience. But yeah, so anyway, I've just, I've been very blessed. And yeah. my dad taught me at a young age, take every opportunity you can for any type of adventure. So I feel like uh, I've been able to do some really neat things. When I came back after serving um, a church mission, um, I had the opportunity to work for the Seattle Supersonics that following summer. I had a, a friend, uh, my dad actually had a friend uh-huh. who, who coached at the University of Utah who is now working. He's a broadcaster for the Seattle Supersonics and invited me to go back and I had the opportunity to hang around again with Gary Payton and Michael Cage and, and various Seattle supersonic players really? and, and uh, <laughs> do that. I mean, just uh, just a lot of different things. In college, I had an opportunity to do a study abroad uh, in Mexico uh, and uh, try to learn Spanish. It was, it was <laughs> awesome. I had, to, I, had to get, I had to get a certain amount of credits at the University of Utah in language, and I just had such a tough time yeah. um, learning Spanish. And so my dad said, well, why don't you just go to Mexico for a couple months and actually learn the language. And so really? I thought, you know what? I looked into it and the University uh-huh. of Utah had a program where we did a study abroad for a quarter. And so I was able to, to do that and actually come home with about 20 hours of, of A, which really helped my GPA yeah, up absolutely. at the University of Utah. For sure, yeah. Um, and I remember <laughs> thinking, awesome. yeah. Anyway, it was just a, a wonderful experience. And I've had several of those really neat experiences yeah. that have helped mold me and, and, uh, probably make me into the person I am. Yeah, today, absolutely. So. Wow. Um, it's interesting to that, you know, your dad would bring in these kids who are probably coming from some really rough, rough backgrounds. Sure. Was there ever an issue um, where, you know, you're, you're, you're probably doing the right things, you know, to a certain point. And was there ever an issue where these guys were doing something that your dad wouldn't approve of or you know what? Do you ever remember any of that? Uh, not, not so much. Again, you know, my dad just has an, a unique way of um, showing respect to people, right? To where I don't think they want again to let let him, him down. Da- let him down. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. You bring that up, but yeah, uh, several of these guys, like you said, come from various backgrounds. Maybe right. uh, you know homes that didn't have a a, a real strong role model as a father figure or, or a broken home or, or what have you. And, uh, my dad, I think just showed so much respect and love for these individuals that, yeah, they, they weren't perfect by any means. And there were probably some times that they messed up on something, but he was, uh, very quick to, uh, you know, show again, love, respect. And, um, I think that they, especially when they lived with us or whatever, they abided by, you know, the same type of rules in the sense of not yeah. hard rules, but you know what's expected of you. And, sure. 
and uh, let's make well, sure you follow up. You know, and I, I know exactly what you mean because I've met your dad, and you know, obviously, I rub shoulders with you as well, and also your brother Alex, and just the kind of the way. I don't know what it is, and I don't know if you can maybe pinpoint this, but there's something like what you're describing, like like people you don't like. It's just the example and the influence and the energy that comes from you guys. Well, Does that make sense? Well, you know I, what I'm saying? I, I appreciate that. I'm not but... trying to make you feel weird here or whatever, <laughs> but if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously, like you said, you know, you didn't have a curve. You didn't really have really many rules, but you followed, you made sure you didn't, you know, overstep your bounds sure. to the best you could as a kid. Sure, and I yeah, what I, is... I think, like I said, I, I just think that <laughs> my dad really does love people. Uh, he, he loves people. He Mm -hmm. loves helping people. And, um, you know, sometimes that can, you can probably get burned, you know, if you, if, (laughs) you know, and I'm sure he has probably been burned by certain individuals and people along the way that he's tried to help or felt like he was doing the, but at the end of the day, I think it does make you a, um, a happier individual, uh, by, by again, uh, I go back to what I said at the beginning. He just seems to want to look for the good in people. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe that's selfishly on his behalf. Maybe he's thinking, look, by looking at the good in people, I don't judge them as much. Right. Uh, it makes me feel better myself. So, yeah. uh, but but people, I, I've been to several. It's interesting. We, as a family, or I shouldn't say as a family, but my dad and I, for years, as long as I can remember, we go to a lot of sporting events and we'd always go right. on the road for sporting events. And I mean, I've been in hostile situations. I've been, you know, at uh, <laughs> a, a game at Michigan. I've been at a game at back in the day in the, in the mountain West, the Colorado state where uh, we're walking through the parking lot, wearing our Utah gear uh-huh. and, and, you know, people are yelling all sorts of things at us. And my dad, you know, would go up to those individuals. Hey, hey, we're just fortunate enough to be playing you guys today and carry on conversations with these individuals. We're you know, 10 minutes battle. into yeah. it. You know, they're wanting to share us, give us some of their barbecue or some <laughs> of their pizza or whatever right. from the, you know, that we're now yeah. buddies. And, and again, I think it's just a, a positive uh, look on life and, mm-hmm. and, and, and positive you, look on people. Yeah. And you kind of, follow that lead I would imagine I mean do you find yourself consciously going okay I need to be like that or is it just who you are too TJ where you're just people because you do the same thing well thanks (laughs) I I will look I will say this you know we're all going to be known for something right throughout our life we're all going to be known for something and you know I'm I'm probably not the smartest guy around uh and so I think I I learned early on from watching the example of my parents and how people really gravitated to them and how much they loved and liked them. And it was due to the fact that they were just so nice and friendly. So, uh, do I think about that? Yeah. I think about trying to be kind and nice to people mm-hmm. because that's how I want to be remembered. Right. Uh, when someone leaves me, uh, you know, after I done talking to him, I want him to think, you know, that TJ is a, is a good guy. He's a right. nice guy. Yeah. And so I think about it, it. A lot of the things that I do have become habit. Sure. Smiling to people, yeah. uh, waving to people like my mom used to do, even <laughs> if it's someone I don't even know. You're like, who, what uh, are you doing? It's interesting. You know, yeah. I work at the Life Center Athletic Club 
So I kind of followed my dad's footsteps in, in managing an athletic club. And, and um, you know, where my office is situated, it allows me to smile and wave to everyone who leaves yeah, the club. Right. And, and I think that there's value in that. I think, you know, we're in a very competitive business. Sure. And, and the fact that, you know, when someone leaves, uh, you know, the, the athletic club, that they can get a wave or a smile from the general manager makes them feel like, hey, this is a little bit different than what you're getting at maybe some other, some other gym. For sure. And uh, we're yeah. paying a lot of money each month to belong to this gym, but yet it's worth it because we yeah. feel good when we come in and, and the manager makes us feel good. So Absolutely. Um, it's a family feel there. Yeah. Yep. So, Absolutely. Anyway, I think that that's, that's, that's what I want to kind of be known as. I want people to say, hey, that TJ Buxton is a nice guy. He's a friendly guy. I always felt comfortable and I felt yeah. accepted when I was around him. I don't want anyone to ever feel like... You right. know, I wasn't fair or sure judgmental or anything like that. Wow, that's awesome. So you mentioned, you know, you're owner of the Life Center, which is another athletic club similar to the sports mall. Correct. So again, like you said, kind of following your dad's footsteps there. Correct. Talk about that a little bit. How talk about what what does your day look like there and, and how has that been uh you know, gr a growing experience for you. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, first off, I was just going to say, I've, I've got probably one of the best jobs out there. I mean, not too many people get to wear shorts and a t-shirt to, yeah, he's, to work. He's in shorts right now. It's <laughs> 10 below outside. Yeah. And he's in shorts. <laughs> so anyway, so that's a, that's awesome. And then yeah. I get to, uh, I get to rub shoulders with so many awesome people. I mean, my job, um, on a daily basis, you know, allows me to talk to the members of our club and, and to help resolve any concerns that are there. So every day is different because I get right. the opportunity to talk to, to various people. Mm -hmm. um, and then just to kind of uh, make sure that everyone's having a great experience. Uh, so it's a real people-oriented sure. uh, uh, job. Which is perfect for which, what? Which what, works out great for me. Yeah. And it, it doesn't hurt that there's a basketball gym and <laughs> and some weights, so I get to get a little workout get in before workout. I work and maybe a few shots up uh, yeah. throughout the day. And awesome. um, yeah, just making making sure. I mean, most people who come into an athletic facility are coming in in a pretty good mood. They want to. They're trying yeah. to get in shape, and, right. and so I just try to make sure that their experience is pleasant and yeah. and that uh, everything's taken care of. And then your wife, Mindy, who's been on this podcast, uh, she is one of the trainers there. Correct. Yeah. And she's been there every step of the way with you as yep. well. How, yep. How's that working with your wife? You know what? It, <laughs> it works out actually awesome uh -huh. because um, our trainers are independent contractors. That's right. And so yeah. although she works at the club, she does not work for me, which is wonderful. Oh, okay. So yeah, she kind of okay. gets to do her own thing. And it's great because I get to see her every day and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, which is awesome, but right. yet I'm not over, I don't oversee what she does. She okay. does her own thing. So you're not telling her what to do, which is good. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. And then, you know, we have for, uh, various, uh, dance classes for kids and, and stuff. So throughout the years, my daughters, I've got to see them at right. work. And so it really has been a, it's kind of a family family deal it's been a real blessing to be able to to see them every day it's not you know dad doesn't come home i don't come home late at night and that's the first time i've seen my girls i get to see right. my family really throughout throughout the day throughout the day very unique very unique yeah. and now my daughters are both old enough to where 
Um, they can work at the club as well. Okay. Uh, Lexi, my do- my oldest, works at the front desk. Oh, and, does she? And Elle comes okay. in occasionally and, and wipes down some equipment and, <laughs> and works the snack bar in the summertime. So I get to see both of my girls about nice. every day. Wow. So, which is which is awesome. I wouldn't trade that in for anything. Yeah, I mean, I, again, that's a very rare situation because not many people can say that. Not many people can say that, but you know what? That's the that's what I grew up in. I mean, I got to go to the sports mall. Yeah, you're doing the same thing. And do dad. the same thing. And, and, and maybe <laughs> that, too, is why I have such a, yeah. a unique and, and great um, relationship with my with right. my mom and my dad is that. I got it's to, almost kind of like you're mirroring exactly, not exactly, but close to what yeah. you did growing up. Yeah. Which is pretty, again, rare. And then to be able to do something you love doing at the same time, which is also rare. Which is also rare. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, it's rare that people are out there, you know, working something they just are miserable at. And, sure. Um, so what is it, what, how do you, what do you do for TJ? Like, I know you got this amazing <laughs> family, uh, uh, and which is awesome. You, you got this great job. Uh, you own something that you love. Um, what is... What do you do for TJ? Like, what what do you do to kind of recharge your batteries? What what does it look like? Yeah. What do you do? Is it a daily thing that you do? Is it a what? Yeah, that's a that's a, again great question. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I'm fortunate. I get the opportunity before I uh, work each day. I get the opportunity to work out, which I love to do. Right. And uh, I get to work out with some great individuals. Uh, I've a couple f- friends of mine, Jim Herman. Uh, who played football uh, back in the day for, for BYU, which is uh-huh. interesting. He's a big coog. I'm a big ute, but we seem to get, get along al- well. Get along well. Opposite. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then another good friend, Doug Terry, mm-hmm. who played basketball. I don't know Doug. Yeah. You know, so, so both these individuals, it's kind of interesting. You know, one played in the NFL, one played in the NBA. Yeah. And I get to rub shoulders with these guys yeah. and hang out with these guys. And, um, and again, several other individuals, Mark Green and, and – mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mark, good so guy. So I get to work out with these guys in the morning. That's a great, uh, what should I say, not really a stress reliever, but a great sure. way to kind of relax and, yeah. and get a workout in and have that bonding time with mm-hmm. with these guys. And then uh, normally I work until, you know, pretty late, about 6 or 6.30 at night and uh, come home. And, and again, I have a very supportive wife right. and, who allows me to come home and and uh, watch a game on on, t- t- on, on nice. the tube and yeah. stuff, which is nice, <laughs> and and find out about my girls' days and and yeah. uh, talk to them. Like I said, I get to see them at work a lot of the time as well, so I get to catch up with them. Uh-huh. And uh, I will say, I'm a big believer in sleep. <laughs> right. I get I get a lot I get a lot of sleep. I try to at least get eight hours of sleep, good, uh, if not more. So really? um, yeah, I love to sleep. It's one of people say, well, so what are th- some of the things you like to do? Well, I like to work out, I like, but I like to sleep. Right. Um, I think that that's important to feel well rested and, and. Do you uh, have a set, kind of a set schedule? You're in bed at a certain time, yeah. up at a certain yeah, time? Yeah, because Mindy gets up so early. Right. Uh, you know, basically our electronics and everything shut off by about 930 and mm-hmm. by 10 o'clock we're, we're right. pretty much all down for the night. Right. And, then, you know, Mindy gets up fairly early and so. I want to respect that with her, and she sure. she can't fall asleep if the TV's on or right. it's too loud. And um, <laughs> so anyway, but that it works out great for me because, like I said, I like I like to sleep. <laughs> I like to sleep; it feels good. And I and I will say too, I find a lot of peace um, in my spiritual beliefs. You know, I, I uh, yeah, talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So um, you know, I I just 
I like knowing uh, and having a belief that there's a purpose to life, and and I right. know I know where I came from, I know why I'm here, I know where I'm going, type mm-hmm. thing, and um, which is also rare. You know I, what I yeah, mean? I yeah. think it is rare that people be able to, to be able to actually know that for yourself. I mean, I think that's rare, but how comforting that's got to be, I would imagine. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And so, um, you know, in, in my church, I have I have responsibilities in my callings to um, to serve others, which I think, uh, obvious as we kind of talk about, you know, f- serving others helps you kind of concentrate more on on them and and less on you mm-hmm. which i think right. um is a is a wonderful thing yeah. i think i think we think about ourselves most of the time and what's best for us and and mm-hmm. everything and and i think it's it's awesome to spend time uh either daily or weekly focusing on others uh right. it just helps put things in perspective and i think helps you have a happier happier life yeah so um, I find a lot of peace in in my beliefs. Um, I, I do I read scripture daily. Uh, so I think reading the Word of God I think is again another great way to put things in perspective and yeah. and to uh, think about other things except not just focusing on yourself. Um, so those things I think help me daily. Yeah. Um, I know. You know, my wife, especially in the last little while, has really got into like kind of meditating, yeah, and just taking time each day just to, you know, kind of focus in and and uh, that find she finds great peace in that. So that's awesome. Yeah. So um, what? I mean, I'm assuming you 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 kind of share that with your your, your daughters as well. Is there an expectation there? Or? You know where you want them doing certain things when it comes to the spiritual side of things, or or is it again kind of what you did with like your dad, just more by example and yeah, you know this is kind of what we do and sure I don't know yeah now now you know the I've got two cute daughters and so yes. um, you know <laughs> one's eighteen, one's fifteen, so yeah maybe I'm a uh, maybe I have a few more rules than my dad put on me <laughs> like curfew right for sure I, I kind of had yeah. an open curfew well they. They have, they a, have curfew. a curfew. <laughs> they do have a curfew. They try to uh, see if they can extend that curfew every weekend. Oh but, yeah, sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I at the end of the day, uh, you know, obviously you you'd want your children, I think, to have um, the same standards, somewhat beliefs that you do. Right. You want them to be their own individual right. uh, people. But um, yeah, I, I don't think we try to. Uh, my wife and I have not uh, tried to be too forceful in in our beliefs, but th- I think both of our daughters see uh, how much happiness um, it's brought to our lives, and so I think that they probably want to try to emulate that. And um, we all go to church as a family, and right. and uh, there's never really any argument as to well, I'm not going, right. I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I think that they. F- they f- have found peace in their lives too by by that yeah. by that t- uh, living those principles and and various things. So uh, so far it's worked out. But if for whatever reason down the road, if they decided there was another direction that that brought them happiness, uh, made them feel good, mm-hmm. I, I think you know we both my wife and I would accept 
at that time. At yeah. that time. Sure. So, yeah. uh, but at this point in time, they seem to be very happy, kind of uh, believing somewhat the same things that, that we believe yeah. and that we, we try to stand up for and stuff. Well, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, I was reading this uh, book last night called The Influencer. And in there, he talks about how there's a law of the universe that says what we focus on increases. And as you're talking about your whole story with your dad and the way you grew up and your family and your brothers and your sister and your mom and your wife and your daughters now, it just blows my mind. Again, those who know you would agree that you're just really, really good people. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know this makes you you're <laughs> like, okay, thanks, Todd, or whatever. But this is the truth. Um, and again, because I think because you guys focus on respecting people, loving people, taking care of ourselves, there's expectations here and there, but the focus is on such good things that that good gets magnified over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And in even just you know, I, I had the opportunity to rub shoulders with Lexi last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. She had me come speak to her group and or for or her school and and just to, you know, talk to her for a little while and kind of go through that process. You know, she just reminded me so much of you and Mindy, mm-hmm. you know, and just the way she carries herself and positive and confident and nice. And mm-hmm. I just want I just that that law that law that I'm talking about what we focus on increases totally sums up what you guys are doing. Well. In my opinion. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really mean that. Well, I appreciate that, Todd. <laughs> You're a good man. I, 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 I really appreciate that. So yeah, we try to, we try to do, uh, you know, and again, we're not without any challenges oh, sure. or, or yeah. various things, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we try to, uh, really stay, stay positive. Uh, my dad's from a young age always said, look, you work hard, you stay positive and something good will always happen. And so, right. We try to we try to do that and and uh, have a good attitude about things and even when things don't go our way, uh, know maybe there's a purpose behind it and there's a larger st- uh, story that needs to be told and and we yeah. just need to figure out what that what that is. So yeah. Anyway, love it. Um, so I, I asked you earlier before we got on air here that uh, if if you had a challenge for our listeners, I usually have our guests kind of share a challenge something that can improve their life or something that could help them if they're struggling or what have you. Do you have something you could maybe share with uh, oh, our listeners? You know, well, kind of <laughs> maybe the, just the theme of, of this uh, little podcast and this talk, I think, has just been kind of, again, I go back to, to my dad, um, you know, look for the good in mm-hmm. everyone. You know, everyone, even your enemy, you're right? Even, right. even your uh, the person, maybe your uh, trying to get a promotion over or someone who's done you wrong or a neighbor who you can't get along with, look for the good in in people because everyone, everyone has good in them. Right. And, and if you look for the good in them, I I just think uh, again, it will, um, it will make you a happier individual. And that, and that really is what it's all about. We're all trying to just get through life and uh, if, if we f- look at the negative towards someone or the person who did you wrong, you know, oh man, you know, I don't, I can't stand that person or whatever. It just yeah. puts bad, a bad vibe, a bad feeling, yeah, bad energy, bad energy. Yeah. And uh, if you can look for the good, uh, I just think your life will become much happier. You'll be a happier individual uh, and uh, a more loving individual. And um, I, I think that that's, 
probably my my challenge. Yeah, that's a great challenge. And I and again, it goes along with that. Uh, what we focus on increases. So when we focus on the good, and we look for the good, it's just going to increase, and in how it makes us feel. And I couldn't agree more. I think it's a great uh, um, a great challenge for all of us. Um, I work with a lot of individuals who have come from really really rough backgrounds, and they've gone through mm-hmm. some really horrific horrific things in their lives and and they've done some things that they're not really proud of either and to be able to kind of scrape that all away and see them for who they really are because I think everyone to their core is just they're good mm-hmm. you know I their agree. behavior may not mirror it at times but to their core they're good good people and that's kind of what you're saying mm-hmm. right is to, exactly to look through look beyond all that and look right to who they really are exactly yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, um, if people wanted to reach out to you, TJ, and they, you know, wanted to learn more about you or if they wanted to, you know, maybe get involved at the Life Center or, you know, kind of find out more about what you do, how would they do that? What sure. would be the best way to do that? Sure. So, yeah. So, uh, you can get online and, and look at our, uh, like I said, we've got a, an athletic facility. Our uh, website is LC for Life Center. So it's lcathleticclub.com would be how you kind of get on and find out a little bit more about the the Life Center. And then um, I guess my email, which is fine to give out, is buxton, B-U-X-T-O-N, T-J, at gmail.com. And so that's a way to to get in touch with me. But yeah, we've got some... uh, wonderful programs and, and things that we do. We, we're really a, we're an athletic club that caters to the family. So we've got a For wonderful sure. swim program and a right. dance program. And, and, uh, we just started some boot camp classes, uh, half an hour. Yeah, I saw you workout. working out in a yeah, few of those. <laughs> that's right. We've got some wonderful trainers who yeah. run those, those classes sure. for members or non-members. You don't have to be a member to come in and, oh, okay. and get in shape. And, and, um, so those are available to people. So yeah. anyway, just a, it's a, Again, we're unique in the fact that we're very family-oriented, yeah. and uh, I think you'll feel very comfortable the moment you walk through the door yeah. uh, there at the club. Definitely definitely a family feel. you got racquetball, basketball. There's a dance organization that works out there, too. Yep. And my daughters have been involved in yep, that, as you have. all know. <laughs> yeah, they have. Um, but, yeah, really great facility. And, again, you know, a great way to also meet you and your family and, and – uh, and uh, to be more, you know, involved with what you're doing. So, listeners, there you have it. There's T.J. Buxton. I want to thank you so much for being on uh, thank this you, belief cast. Uh, again, I call it a belief cast because our beliefs dictate the way we behave. And you look at the way you behave because because of those beliefs that looking in the good, people are good, life is good, and look what's happening. I love it, man. I love <laughs> it. Um, but I want to thank you for taking the time and getting here early and you bet. You know, spending some time with us and listeners. I want to thank you for your support. Uh, we're trending on iTunes now, which is really cool. Um, please share this uh, belief cast with uh, your friends and your family and anyone who might need a little boost and uh, some positivity in their life. This would be a great one to share with them. Mm-hmm.